Hi, I'm Eric Zoncherb. I am the CEO and chair of GR Silver, ticker GRSL on the Venture Exchange. We are focused on advancing the extremely exciting Plumosas Silver Project in Sinaloa, Mexico. Eric, good to see you. Uh, welcome to Thank you. Beaver Creek. Good to see you as always. Yeah. yeah. And look, in busy out there, um, we'll kind of get into what you're here today, but it kind of feels like market's not going your way. Is it time to just sell up or shut up shop now? Absolutely not. I mean, you can't give up. Clearly, our shareholders have signed. There's a point you've got, you've got to make a decision. You, 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 this is so bad. We can't keep doing this. It would be better to shut up shop. Why are you saying it's not? I, I'm saying it's not because we have delivered what we promised we would do. We said in March of this year, we would deliver a resource update. We did that on time and we exceeded what was expected of us by the street. The problem is the share price does not reflect that. So what does that mean? Does that mean you give up? Does that mean you throw in the towel and accept zero cents per share? Absolutely not. You have to come up with a new vision for the company. And we and believe go working in that. We do. We absolutely do. What is it? Um, when, you when you talk to the institutional investors and high net worth investors, what they want to see is consolidation in the space. So Mexican silver exploration, there are a lot of companies out there. There are some great projects. But it's not happening. It's not working in the marketplace. We're not attracting the valuations we need to see. So you need to do something that will get the attention of the marketplace, some rationalization. Consolidation is one option. We are talking to a number of strategic investors. It makes sense to bring together some companies that have silver production, they have cash flow, they have decent balance sheets, but they might not have the kind of growth that GR Silver represents. GR Silver has a fantastic growth story, and we can talk about that further. But it's an opportunity to add that into the mix for a consolidation story. So how do you go back to that? So we had a company earlier today, merger, two $100 million companies. Yeah. It's now one $100 million right. company. Sometimes it just doesn't work. In fact, you told me that phrase about two years ago. That's what sometimes happened. Right. Right? So you've got to get that mix. You do. Correct. So... Not all CEOs want to lose their jobs. So how are you going to bring all this together if that's what you're going to do? Right. There's a lot of ego involved. And I think when the market gets in this kind of a mode, you and I have seen a few of these cycles before. When it gets into this kind of mode, egos get deflated. You have to be realistic because it's our number one job to perform for the shareholder. So we can, yeah, we can say that's it. We're not doing anything more and let the share price go to zero. Or we can do something creative, something positive, as you said, bringing two companies together or three companies, whatever, um, that are synergistic. And that's a word that gets thrown around a lot, but has an important meaning. Putting together two exploration companies that now have two orphan exploration projects that need money, that's useless. So putting together a company that, say, has a short-lived mine that is producing cash for the next three years but doesn't have much growth beyond that, with a growth story, that's something that makes sense. And you got to do this quickly. You don't have much time. Time is uh, is uh, an intangible, let's say. So yes, we do have to move quickly. We are working on things like that. Another strategic inif initiative we're looking at is that there are several parties out there that want concentrate. The Plumosis mine was in production from 1986 to 2001. So you've got a low risk in terms of what the rock conditions are like. You've got low risk in terms of the metallurgy. It's fully permitted. We're ready to go in terms of 
being able to bring in milling capacity or use toll milling capacity. So there's there's a lot of interest, let's say, from third parties that we're talking to, and then there's no guarantees any of this will come about, but we are working on it on a timeline that you're you know interested in. And we want to bring that together potentially to get the Plumosus mine back into production. No decisions have been met, no technical studies that are there to support it. You need competitive tension for something like that because otherwise I'm sitting waiting for you to die on the vine and then I'll go and pick you up, right? There's been a lot of that, unfortunately, as the people are saying, well, yeah, okay, we'll pick you up, but whatever. Yeah, okay. I know you're conscious of a building. You've been through a few cycles. You've seen a few, a few things, right? I'm... You, you, I imagine you can't tell us too much more about those, make sure of those conversations Absolutely. for now, but I suspect the market, your show, will make here something you quite see from for sure, for sure. Can I ask them one more, another question then, which is where did it all go wrong? When, where did this start? Well, I think if you look back, it's really easy to say that we, we financed too often and we got into that death spiral that we see in junior mining. It's very common, unfortunately, but we made a promise when I became the CEO in March of last year, we had a promise out there that we would deliver that resource update in a certain time and we would do a good job at it. And I think we did that. We did deliver on what we promised. Unfortunately, that means that we underwent a lot of dilution. And so that the, the share capital structure gets blown out, as we say, and you'd like to fix that. People have suggested, well, then just do a rollback. But we've seen that movie before too. You do a rollback and you end up at the same share price you were with fewer shares outstanding. It has to, if you do a rollback, it has to occur with a momentous event, whether that's a, um, a production decision or it's a, a merger or a new discovery, then in that case, you might have a chance, but you have to have forward momentum. Would your assets do better than someone else's has? I sell it, get some money in the bank, start again. The stuff happens, money's tough, I get it. These statistics are against you, one in 3,000 will do success, right? It's tough, okay? So this isn't for the want of trying, it isn't for the want of experience, it isn't for the want of lots of things. You've got the Mexican, situ- yeah, the Mexican government situation that's you know, been, well, you know, kind of sort of done, please talk, maybe, how you have your head, shall we say. You always tend lots of other Canadian silver wannabe producer Satan. Give us some of the other factors that you, you've been dealing with, perhaps that you don't want to. I don't want this to be a massive of excuses session from you. You're better than that. But what are the things that you were dealing with? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things to unpack there. One is the mining legislation, and the other is the question of my ego. Um, I have no ego involved in this. Right. All I want is for the shareholders to come up, to come away with as much as possible. And if that means selling the company or putting the company into a consolidation story where at the end of the day, the shareholder ends up with something better than they get right now, fantastic. Because it's demonstrated over the last few months that we are reaching the end of our rope in raising money. We have raised some money and we have our line on some more and that's coming. That's great. But one has to be realistic. So we are have, we have this new vision that we are going to continue to look at some of the strategic initiatives that are going on, and hopefully we'll get one or two across the line. Right. Does it need to involve Mexico? Um, 
involve Mexico. We we can't take the deposit and move it out of Mexico. No, I meant I said so. Back to my original question: Can you sell it and go somewhere else where it's going to be slightly easier to do business in the U.S., for instance? Let's let's talk let's talk about Mexico. Okay. So in the case of Mexico, we have a new mining legislation. It's really the modification of the existing mining legislation that was brought in a few months ago. What we don't have yet are the the procedures and regulations associated with that that. And so not until we see those emerge, hopefully in the next few months, will we know exactly what the government wants of its industry. In the meantime, that uncertainty is causing a huge problem. Yes, the larger companies might be investing in their mines and advancing those, but for the junior exploration industry, it is dying. There is very little chance of raising money. It's extremely difficult to raise the money in the markets, in the capital markets outside of Mexico, in order to fund those positions, in order to fund those programs. We've had to fire people. We've had to let people go. And one of the things that we are most proud of was building our teams of geologists, of technicians, of staff on our site to work in the local community and most of our people from the local community. And we've had to let them go because of the uncertainty of the legislation that is currently so being modified. The, the primaries were that last week, this week, but are the candidates have been selected, are they not? Oh, well, they, yeah, you, you now have a new candidate for the Marina right. Party, the ruling right. party. Now, from our perspective, we understand the motivations of the Morena Party to change that legislation. We want to see more involvement of the local community. We want to see better protection of the land, the water, the air. Those are extremely important to us. And so we're doing everything we can to support that. But at the same time, if you want to have jobs in these locations that don't have anything else to do but the mining industry that they've been doing for generations, then we need to find a pragmatic solution. And right. so that, that's what we want to see going forward. In the meantime, with the elections next year, who knows how that's going to turn out? That's always another uncertainty. Um, we also have the question of what's happening to the changes in legislation in Mexico over the last few months, um, where the Morena Party has put forward new legislation in election laws, in abortion and other things. They have all been locked, knocked down in the Supreme Court. So they've been found to be unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. So from our perspective, yes, we're supportive of some of the goals of the new legislation, but we may see changes there. But tick, tick, tick. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and I guess that's the nature of the game is yes, always comes down to timing. So um, with whatever consolidation program you're currently involved with, with whatever shape you imagine, do you expect to be around to kind of manage that for them? Going to make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't come into this um, to fail. Um, I am dedicated to the goal of having the shareholder come away with something. Right. But is it reasonable for a shareholder to go, look, you presided over the draw line, the, yeah. the decline. You get yeah. from 190 or 200 odd staff down to 20, 30. Yep. Because of that, my saying, because the, the car, no lack of cash, the lack of ability to get the money in. Um, silver Price was doing this as business. This should be a good environment for silver companies. Yeah. It hasn't been. No, it is not. Not just you, not just people. Um, would it be fair and reasonable to put the blame at your door or the board's door 
given what you've just described in the, in the, in the background there? Well, as Truman said, the buck stops here. Right. Right. Okay. So at the end of the day, you look at in, in the management of GR Silver, we have Marcio Fonseca, the founder, and the president, chief operating officer. And Marcio's done a fantastic job of advancing the project, unlocking the geology, building these teams of, of geologists, et cetera. So, you know, Marcio's done a great job. He's but is it, a, is it a better project? Yeah, much better project. You advanced it, but is yeah. it better? Yeah, absolutely. Why? It's gone from being a 10 million ounce project to a 77 million ounce project. 134 million ounces if we're talking silver equivalent. The grade has gone up. Every time you drill more, um, you start capturing some of those high-grade precious metal structures, the later structures that goose the grade. And so when you drill more, and even better when you mine, the grade comes up as you capture those higher-grade structures. We've demonstrated that. Our hit rate now on our geological model, um, five of, our, of the six holes that we drilled since the resource have come out with those high grades. And so, yes, by far it's a better project. We've got not just the ounces, not just as the grade increasing, but we're demonstrating that the average thickness of mineralization there is over 20 meters. We're not talking narrow vein mining here. We're talking highly mechanized, highly efficient, low-cost mining. And so your margin's very attractive. And this is what is attractive to those strategic investors that we're talking to. Those are the people that are looking at this project and going, well, that's not your run-of-the-mill um, silver project in Mexico. This is something that's quite different. And if you look at San Marcial, it's 85% silver by value. That also is unique. So this is an attractive project. At the end of the day, it's going to happen. Coming back to your question, what's lying at my feet is yes. We've gone from almost a dollar down to four cents. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Right? I delivered on the promise that we made. It's the promise that was agreed to by the board. It's the promise that was agreed to by the shareholders. If people want to look at that in hindsight, yeah, we did make some mistakes, but we did what we said we would do. Okay. If I'm now, if I'm a strategic looking at your company, I'm looking yeah. at 10 million market cap enterprise, make a number up. Um, but you're saying it's a better company in terms of all the grounds. Yeah. It's a better company. I've got Fundamental. More, yeah, I've got more answers, higher grade. We spent a lot of money getting that data place. If I'm a strategic kind of discussion with you, yeah, you've got more leverage. Oh, of course we have got leverage because we're talking more than one company, right? There's competitive tension. There is the opportunity to say, well, okay, if you don't want it, they do. And how do you value it though? How do I value it? Valuation is another tough one. And that's where we come back to the rest of the industry. So if you were a producer at $300 million, your market cap is now 50. You also have gone through a process. And so the fundamental thing when, when as an analyst, we would value companies is the first thing you start with is the share price is your market capitalization. The market's a hell of a lot smarter than we are individually. And the market says it's this. Okay. So that's where you start with. If there's some variation to that, well, you have to have a, a very strong argument. Okay. But ask the question, how would you value it? If I'm, if you want to buy your company yeah. from you, you'd say, right, the, this many answers. I think that's a value of X by right. analysis. Sure. What, wherever you want to go with defending your position, you've got to put the best book forward, the best case forward, and you're going to be cut, cut off at the knees and, and, and punched by the knee several times, I suspect. Yeah. But it will be a bigger number, hopefully, than 10. 
IPO. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So what are the things that What's you've got in your favor? Right. Right. What are the arguments to be made? Well, first of all, there are very few concessions out there that are available today. We have 432 square kilometers of core concessions and another 300 square kilometers of concessions. So there's a lot of exploration upside on the property. We're finding um, artisanal workings, old workings all over the place. We have a new geological model. So the current model along the contact that I've explained before, that's working out brilliantly. But what we're finding as we go to the south is that we're getting closer to the source intrusives to the heat, the energy, the fluids, the metals. And as we go down, we're starting getting metal zonation that suggests potential for intrusive related mineralization. The producers see that. Those that want concentrate see that. So there's a, an exploration upside there that one has to bring into the equation. But if we want to get even more fundamental, you can't argue on an NPV basis because we don't have a technical analysis out there. We don't have a, a feasibility study out there. Um, so the next best thing is enterprise value per ounce. And on that basis, we're trading at a, depending on which one you're looking at, a 40 to a 60% discount relative to the mean of the peers. Okay. Why is that discount there? The discount there is because everybody knows we need to raise money. Okay. Other reason is the previous resource in 21, in August 21, created a situation where because there was a lack of sampling for silver, the grade was much lower than it should have been. We proved in our March 23 resource that the grade is actually higher. We proved that the mineralization is there when you infill and sample. So that discount has to, at some point in time, it won't evaporate entirely, but it helps us move the needle in our discussions with the strategics. Good luck with that. Thank you very much. Always good to chat.